You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. And now, the Rowan Radio News Team. Good morning and welcome to the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Allie Bruce with the Rowan Radio News Team. Some of this week's headlines include the Justice Department plans to appeal the lifting of the mask mandate, Russian President Vladimir Putin pulls troops from Mariupol, and the first recreational cannabis sales begin in New Jersey. Here's your national news recap for the week of April 17th. The Justice Department says it will appeal the ruling which lifted the federal mask mandate. However, DOJ spokesman Anthony Coley says it will only appeal if the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention determines the mandate remains necessary for the public's health. This comes after a federal judge in Florida struck down the mask mandate for airlines, trains, subways, and buses. Similarly, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy announced that masks will be personal preference on New Jersey transit trains and buses and won't be required by South Jersey Transportation Authority, which oversees the Atlantic City International Airport Terminal. Disney World's right to effectively self-govern itself could be at risk. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis announced Wednesday that he's expanding a special session in Tallahassee to allow lawmakers to discuss revoking the company's special status that's been in place for over 50 years. It comes after Disney spoke out in opposition to a controversial new parental rights in education law, dubbed by critics as the Don't Say Gay Bill. DeSantis says he doesn't support the special privileges in law just because a company is powerful and they've been able to wield a lot of power. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is pushing for more bail reform. The Republican told reporters in San Antonio Thursday he knows it's an important topic for the community, citing high-profile killings involving suspects who were out on bail at the time. Abbott hopes to get a constitutional amendment through the Texas legislature next year on bail reform. He took part in a roundtable with law enforcement in Alamo City Thursday afternoon. A man is under arrest for the murder of a Queens, New York mom found stuffed inside a duffel bag on the street. Police took David Bonola of Queens into custody shortly after midnight and charged him with murder. NBC is reporting that he is a handyman who apparently had an extramarital affair with Orsolia Gall and lived near her. Sources tell NBC the two got into an argument before Bonola allegedly murdered Gall in her basement. Gall was stabbed dozens of times before her body was found in a hockey bag not far from her Forest Hills home Saturday. New York Attorney General Lietta Lames wants former President Trump held in contempt. However, the former commander-in-chief is calling this latest move a contrived publicity stunt. Trump lawyers say he doesn't have the documents the AG subpoenaed in its ongoing probe of Trump Organization finances. The New York Post reports when James's office was told Trump wasn't in possession of the documents, they issued the press release detailing the contempt motion rather than resolving issues via negotiations between lawyers. Furthermore, Trump lawyers say James's office denied requests for a phone call between the parties. 
two candidates for the 11th Congressional District race debated in Pontiac, Michigan Wednesday night. Due to the recent redistricting mandated by the results of the 2020 census, incumbent Democrat Haley Stevens is facing off against Democrat Andy Levine, who represented the 9th District. He chose not to run in the newly created 10th Congressional District. Haley questions his decision, and Levine responded by saying it's not up to politicians to choose their voters. It's up to the voters to choose their politicians. Stevens has served the 11th district since 2019. Both Levine and Stevens have been strong supporters of President Biden's agenda. A teenage boy in Lakeside, California, near San Diego, was arrested for stabbing a 16-year-old African-American girl in the back and is now being charged with a hate crime. DA Summer Stephen says the 16-year-old boy is being charged with attempted murder and assault with a deadly weapon, and both charges will carry the special circumstance of a hate crime. The district attorney says other people may be charged in the future after the fight that led to the stabbing, and victim advocates with the DA are working with the girl's family to ensure their safety. The 16-year-old boy pleaded not guilty in juvenile court and will be back in front of a judge on June 6th. Donald Trump Jr. may meet with the committee investigating last year's Capitol riot in the coming weeks. ABC News says Trump Jr. is expected to testify voluntarily about the events surrounding the attack. The committee recently heard from Ivanka Trump and her husband, Jared Kushner, in separate meetings. Kushner was a top advisor to former President Trump. The committee has conducted a number of meetings with potential witnesses behind closed doors, and some of them have been virtual sessions. Enhanced protections for New York City's delivery workers went into effect Friday. It's the second part of legislation that went into effect earlier this year requiring third-party delivery apps to be licensed in the city. Workers who are affiliated with third-party delivery apps will be able to choose the jobs they accept and how far they will travel for delivery. They'll also be able to use bathrooms at restaurants, get paid at least once a week, and will be provided with several insulated delivery bags. Mandatory pay for workers in California affected by coronavirus will be extended. The decision comes as the Omicron variant is threatening another possible wave of infections. Board Chairman David Thomas says extending these rules is the best protection workers have. Other members suggested to continue using masks and other special protections. Management Representative Kate Crawford, who casted the only no in the 6-to-1 vote, says the exclusion pay is both costly and confusing. She adds that this is specifically hurting small businesses. If workplace regulators would not have made this decision, workplace pandemic rules would have expired in May. A body that was left at a cemetery near Harrisburg, Oregon, in a hand-built casket has been identified. The Lynn County Sheriff's Office says 59-year-old Randall Louis Lloyd was identified by his fingerprints. The medical examiner says Lloyd died from natural causes pending toxicology test results. Lloyd had ties to Washington, Idaho, and Eugene. Investigators still don't know who left the body at the cemetery or why. I'm Allie Bruce, and that was your national news. I'm Connor Brown with your international news report. Russian President Vladimir Putin has ordered his military to call off plans to storm the Azovstal steel plant in the besieged port city of Maripol in the southeastern Ukraine. Putin said he wants to continue the secure blockage of Maripol. And the last Ukrainian fighters in the city are sheltering on the huge steel plant, reportedly with about a thousand civilians who are living in desperate conditions. President Biden reportedly will travel to South Korea next month for a meeting with the country's incoming president, Yoon suk Yeol. The South Korean newspaper reports Biden will arrive in Seoul on May 20th for a three-day meeting with Yoon before traveling to Japan. Biden is scheduled to attend the summit meeting of the Quad group of countries that include 
U.S., Japan, India, and Australia. A new study says a 31-year-old Spanish woman caught COVID-19 twice in three weeks. Researchers in southern Spain say it's the shortest known gap between COVID infections. The scientists say the woman tested positive a few days before Christmas and then caught the virus again in early January. They say the woman was fully vaccinated and had received a booster shot just weeks earlier and self-isolated after testing positive. The study's authors say the case is further evidence that the Omicron variant can invade immunity from previous infections. French President Emmanuel Macron debated his far-right challenger Marine Le Pen ahead of Sunday's runoff election. Le Pen is trailing in the opinion polls and is accusing Macron of fear-mongering to stay in power. Three polls show Macron's lead winding ahead of the presidential vote. A Taiwan TV station is apologizing for accidentally warning that China was invading the island. The CTS station in Tapai sparked panic today when they mistakenly ran a series of news alerts alerting the city was being hit by communist missiles and that the ships were being damaged in the Tapai port. CTS says someone on the staff mistakenly put out content from the disaster prevention drills that were made for the Tapai Fire Department and added that it will severely punish those responsible. China still considers Taiwan to be part of its territory and has vowed to reclaim the island one day. And that was your international news with Connor Brown. And now it's time for local news with me, Sam Whalen. The first legal recreational sales of marijuana have officially started in New Jersey, which has been a historic step for the Garden State. There were lines at some of the dispensaries before sunrise as people waited to purchase weed on the first day. There are 13 approved dispensaries throughout the state selling recreational weed to those 21 and older. Board dispensaries are expected to be approved by the state's Cannabis Regulatory Commission. Customers are currently limited to buying one ounce of marijuana at a time. New Jersey legalized recreational pot about a year and a half ago. Governor Phil Murphy is renewing his push to get a package of gun safety bills through the New Jersey state legislature. The governor was in Patterson recently where he highlighted the fact that more than 1,000 residents have been shot in New Jersey over the last year. He wants lawmakers to pass numerous gun bills, including one that requires a gun safety course for the purchase and one that requires all guns to be kept in a lockbox or gun safe. Another bill bans the sale of 50 caliber firearms. The governor originally proposed the gun safety package a year ago and is now hoping to see some traction with the legislation. Congresswoman Mickey Sherrill is trying to expand suicide prevention outreach and awareness in her New Jersey district schools. She joined state officials and members of the Mental Health Association of Essex and Morris on an effort to discuss federal funding she secured for a new suicide prevention services pilot project aimed at students. It will also address the impact of the pandemic on mental health, the critical need to support youth and families, and plans for the pilot. A Roman Catholic diocese in New Jersey is offering a massive settlement to victims in a clergy sex scandal. The Diocese of Camden in South Jersey is facing down lawsuits by more than 300 victims. It's agreed to pay $87.5 million. That works out to roughly $290,000 for each clergy sex abuse survivor. However, the deal still needs to be approved by a U.S. bankruptcy judge. It would be the largest cash settlements involving the Catholic Church in the U.S. after settlements in California and Oregon. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy says he wants to get to the bottom of what's causing a possible cancer cluster at or near Colonia High School in Woodbridge. It's believed over 100 former students and staff have suffered from rare brain tumors and cancer since the 70s. During a recent news conference, Murphy said the State Department of Environmental Protection is working with a federal agency to access the site. 
Crews are looking for signs of radon or elevated radiation levels in the school, which could prompt genetic mutations. It may take over a month to get the preliminary results back. From Ron Zeitlinger at the Jersey Journal, a sinkhole the size of a studio apartment swallowed a small section of Sip Avenue in Jersey City recently, closing down the roadway. Luckily, no one was injured by the road collapse between Westside and Bryant Avenues. It appears the sinkhole was caused by an 8-inch water main break and 32-inch sewer collapse, according to a spokesperson for the city. The sinkhole appeared to be roughly 6 feet by 10 feet wide and 10 feet deep. Crews were at the scene after the collapse, working to isolate the line. No residents have been displaced, and Suez is expected to work in the coming days to fix the damages. From Jeff Goldman at NJ Advanced Media for NJ.com, a postal worker from New Jersey sold 400 phony COVID vaccine cards that she printed at the post office where she worked, federal prosecutors said. Lisa Hamill from Turnersville was one of 21 people charged in a nationwide crackdown on healthcare fraud related to the coronavirus pandemic. Hamill advertised the cards for sale on social media, bragging in a private message to one person she later sold a card to. The completed cards contained the buyer's names and dates of birth and falsely recorded dates, locations, and vaccine lot numbers, prosecutors allege. The investigation is ongoing as prosecutors continue to expose fake vaccine cards around the region. I'm Sam Whalen, and that was your local news. I'm Cry Bennett with your Roman News. Rome University's commencement 2022 will feature a keynote address by Dennis W. Poland, the president and CEO of Virtual Health, and it will honor distinguished alumnus of the year Joseph Cosgrove and Dr. Barbara Ross Lee, the president of America's Osteopathic Foundation, who will accept an honorary Doctor of Science degree. Rowan's main university commencement ceremony begins at 10 a.m. on Saturday, May 7th at the Waycar Stadium with college-level ceremonies to be held on University Green from May 9th through the 13th. In the case of inclement weather, the main ceremony will be held at 10 a.m. on Sunday, May 8th. Cosgrove graduated in 2000, is a chairman, president, and chief executive officer of Pentac Health in Glen Mills, PA. Under Cosgrove, the company has become an industry leader in providing patient-specific medication in dialysis centers and in-home settings. Cosgrove has personally received numerous professional accolades, including admission to Rowan University's Beta Gamma Sigma Honor Society, being named Macarum Innovator of the Year, induction into Philly 100 CEO Hall of Fame Society, and the recipient of Ernest Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award. In 1993, the second keynote speaker, Ross Lee, became the first African-American woman to be served as the Dean of the United States Medical School when she joined Ohio Heritage College of Osteopathic Medicine. A longtime supporter of the Rowan University School of Osteopathic Medicine, she is naturally recognized expert on health policy issues, diversity, equity, and inclusion. At a federal and state level, she serves as an advisor on primary care, medical education, minor- minority health, women's health and rural health care issues. Founding director of both the Institute for National Health Policy and Research and Training and Policy Study for Postgraduate Osteopathic Trainees, Ross Lee recently was appointed to the National Institute of Health Advisory Committee on the Research of Women's Health. She was one of the first osteopathic physicians to participate in the prestigious Robert Wood 
Johnson Health Policy Fellowship. Before earning her medical degree, Rossley was a teacher in Detroit's public school system. For more information, including the full details on college-level ceremonies, please visit main campus commencement page. Holly Bash happened Friday, April 22, 2022, and Noah Cyrus headlined as a feature artist during the event. Holly Bash consisted of ziplining, rock climbing, and other various games and activities. As a bonus, students were chosen to perform at the event throughout the days. Red Malachi was one of the bands that was featured during the festival. Holly Bash is a festival hosted by student university programmers and student student center of campus activities. Once again, with your Rowan News, I'm Kariya Bennett. That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Roan Report. I'm Allie Bruce, along with the Roan Radio News Team. This is Danny Ryan with your news from around the professional sports world. Starting off with the NBA, with the first round of the NBA playoffs well underway, it's time to take you around the four series in progress in both the Eastern and Western Conferences. Starting off with the Eastern Conference, we take a look at the Suns' battle with the number 8-seeded New Orleans Pelicans. After two games, this series finds itself tied at one game apiece after a Suns' victory in Game 1. Chris Paul, late game takeover action, captures the victory for the Suns, but in Game 2, Devin Booker found himself dominating early with 31 first-half points, only to be ruled out in the second half with a hamstring injury. As a result, New Orleans captured a 125-114 Game 2 victory behind a near 37-point triple-double from Brandon Ingram as he finished with 11 rebounds and 9 assists as well. In the battle between number 2 Memphis and number 7 Minnesota, this series also finds itself tied at one game apiece. Minnesota captured Game 1 by 13 points after an off night by Grizzlies forward Jaron Jackson Jr. In Game 2, Memphis silenced the doubters with a commanding 124 to 196 victory. This was a huge step for the Grizzlies after a tough 130 to 117 loss in game one. In the Nuggets Warriors series, the Warriors find themselves up two games to nothing with a sweep on the horizon that could eliminate reigning NBA MVP Nikola Jokic in the first round. Lastly, for the West, Utah and Dallas have been trading punches without Mavericks guard Luka Doncic playing a single minute in this series. Currently, the series is tied at one game apiece after Dallas captured game two by a final score of 110 to 104 behind a 41-point performance from guard Jalen Brunson. Looking at the East, the local Philadelphia 76ers have a commanding 3-0 lead in their first round matchup with the Toronto Raptors after capturing Game 3 on the road in Toronto via a Joel Embiid game-winning 3 with .9 seconds left on the shot clock in overtime. With a sweep looming, Philadelphia has its eyes set on the Miami Heat in the second round. Speaking of Miami, they currently hold a 2-0 series lead over the 8-seeded Atlanta Hawks as the series heads to Atlanta. The highly anticipated Nets vs. Celtics series has favored Boston heavily as they hold a 2-0 lead with the series traveling to Brooklyn. 
Jason Tatum won Game 1 on a spinning buzzer beater layup, and the Celtics straight up dominated Game 2. Brooklyn will have to win both games at home to have a fighting chance in this series. Last but certainly not least, the number 3 seed Milwaukee Bucks also find themselves tied at one game apiece with the number 6 seeded Chicago Bulls. Chicago captured a key win in Game 2 on the road as the series heads to Chicago now. DeMar DeRozan tallied 41 points in the Bulls' 114-110 to Game 2 victory. As we close things out, let's take a look at NFL and college basketball news. In the NFL, 49ers star wide receiver Debo Samuel has officially requested a trade from the team despite San Francisco's willingness to pay the contract extension he so craves. And last but certainly not least, Villanova men's basketball head coach Jay Wright will be joining Coach K in retirement after 21 seasons with the team, as reported by Shams. Fordham University head coach Kyle Neptune will replace Jay Wright as Villanova's head coach as Wright will take an administrative role with the school. Once again, this has been Danny Ryan with your news from around the professional sports world right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Hi, I'm Megan Steckler with your Rowan Report business update. Millions of tax dollars are being spent on so-called ghost students across Maryland. It's a revelation made by the state's Inspector General for Education following an investigation by Project Baltimore. The audit found schools are keeping ghost students on the rolls to increase their funding. It found over 900 students in Baltimore City were deemed eligible for state funding over the last five years, but the students were either chronically absent or unenrolled. The Inspector General's report recommends the State Department of Education do its own investigation on the matter. A new federal report says many Americans are having to pay for medical bills they have already paid or don't actually owe. Mark Mayfield has the story. The report from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau found people's most common debt collection complaint last year was related to efforts to collect on a medical bill they said did not belong to them. The agency noted these bills often end up on people's credit reports and force them to go through many hoops to try and clear their financial records. I'm Mark Mayfield. A trial in the Connecticut school massacre from 2012 is being delayed. It was supposed to start Monday to decide how much Alex Jones will pay families of two Sandy Hook shooting victims. The conspiracy theorist is being sued for claiming it was all a hoax. He later admitted a gunman did take the lives of 21st graders and six educators. Jones was found liable last year, but a judge postponed the trial after his company filed bankruptcy. Beware if veggies are on the menu for dinner tonight. The FDA is recalling organic zucchini sold at Walmart under the Marketside brand. Seems they could be contaminated with salmonella, making customers sick. Anyone who has a prepackage of two zucchinis is urged to throw it out. The recall affects these 18 states. Arizona, Arkansas, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Texas, and Wisconsin. I'm Megan Steckler, and this has been your Business News Report. I'm Joshua Ticino with your entertainment news. The Tony Awards are issuing a strict no-violence policy after the Will Smith Oscars slap. Smith was upset about a joke Chris Rock made about his wife Jada's shaved head and rushed the stage to slap the Oscars host. Smith went on to collect a Best Actor Oscar an hour later, but that won't happen at the Tony Awards. Producers are implementing a zero-tolerance policy, warning attendees they'll be removed immediately if there's an incident. The Tony Awards will be held at Radio City Music Hall in New York City on June 12th. Former President Barack Obama and former First Lady Michelle Obama are ending their exclusive podcast deal with Spotify. 
The Obamas originally signed the deal in 2019, but are getting out because of the exclusivity arrangement. According to Variety, two sources familiar with the situation say the Obamas are frustrated by the exclusive terms, mainly because they want their podcast programming to be distributed as widely as possible. The deal with Spotify expires in October. George Michael Freedom Uncut is set to release in theaters worldwide on June 22nd. The documentary is being released three days before what would have been his 59th birthday. The documentary follows Michael after the release of his award-winning solo album, Faith, and the making of his following album, Listen Without Prejudice, Volume 1. The documentary will also feature unseen footage from his personal life, from his high court battle to the death of his partner, Anselma Falepa. Tickets will go on sale on April 27th. Victoria's Secret has named their first ever celebrity male brand ambassador. Darren Barnett, from the Netflix comedy Never Have I Ever, will partner with Pink, the company's lifestyle and loungewear brand, and help promote their gender-free collection while also helping support mental health awareness. Amy Houck, the CEO of Pink, said the company viewed Barnett as such a positive role model for teens and young adults. Barnett posted about this announcement via Instagram on Tuesday, saying, I am beyond excited to share some of these new styles, but I am even more grateful that I can be a part of a good cause. I wish mental health was more of a focus than I was as a teenager, and my hope is that we can reach those young adults who need to be heard and supported most. Pete Davidson's inner circle has reportedly been advising him against appearing on the new Hulu series The Kardashians, alongside his partner Kim. The sources claim that his career is at a high point and doing reality TV would blow up any sense of normalcy. However, other sources say these reports are false and he feels no pressure to be in the show. Neither do the people around him. If it happens that he's on the show, it happens. The Kardashians is the most watched series premiere on Hulu in the US and on Disney Plus and Star Plus among star originals across all global markets to date. I'm Joshua Ticino, and that was your entertainment report. And that wraps up this week's edition of the Roan Report here on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Roan Radio News Team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. Be sure to join us every Saturday morning at 9.30 for another edition of The Rowan Report, exclusively here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.